You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Falcons playoff chances now at 0%. Rob Tribble in for uh, Carl Dukes alongside Mike Bell, fresh off vacation and Let's go out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in the one and only Chuck Smith. What up, Chuck? Hey, what's going on, man? Well, how you guys doing? How was your uh, Christmas? Good, man. Good, I asked, good, good. Asked for some good officiating and another win to get me that over. Didn't get either one from Santa Claus. But, uh, <laughs> but by the way, uh, Chuck, you, you feel Ritter's – I mean, I don't know how much you, you saw, but you think Ritter's making some progress? I mean, I guess small progress because mm-hmm. we didn't win. Right. But I mean, see, that's the thing that like, we're evaluating this. The whole story is about Ritter. And remember, they were still in the playoff hunt. But to me, man, that's just like a, I just don't like the vibes right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We were there. I mean, there's so many other issues that we have. But, you know, Ritter did, I guess, for a, a rookie, what is second Hey, Chuck, Chuck, you. You, okay, I was going to say your phone was crapping out for a second. Yes. I, let's, can you hear me? Yeah, let's, we can put you on hold for a second, redial, get a better sell on that, because I, I know people love hearing what Big Chuck's got to say on Absolutely. Tuesdays and Fridays, so we'll get back to it. But, uh, yeah, and, and we'll ask him about Grady, too, because, you know, as you said, they're kind of born of the, the frustration of the last couple of seasons that every Falcon fan feels, and Grady, you know, vocalized it in the, in the locker room. All right, let's go back to Chuck, see if we clean that up. All hey, right, man. Chucky. Hey, sorry about that, guy. Much better. All right, let me, let me ask you this about uh, who is on the defense. Of course, you got Grady Jarrett and all these other guys. Who do you think deserves and should come back next year out of that group? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. I think the core group, from the D-line standpoint, I, I think, including the linebackers, obviously you got the young guys um, in the front seven. Mm-hmm. But maybe Anderson, Abdullah Anderson, in a, in a rotational role as a backup. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, if you can, I think he has value, but as a pass rusher, you know, he's not a, uh, he's not a number one. And what that means is you got number one, you got number two rushers. Right. And I just think Lorenzo, uh, I would try to find someone else. There's a veteran guys out there, but really it's not many of them I bring back. You got to bring back, obviously, Rashawn and those guys and Anderson at linebacker. I'm not Hmm. saying that, but I mean, I like Ogan Daisy, but where's the production? You know, I like Michael Walker. I think you bring him back. His, his reps were severely limited, obviously, by Troy Anderson taking those reps. And even in the end, I was, you know, hoping to see more of Katie. I think he only had, what, 15 snaps this past week. And I feel for Grady. You know, I really feel for Grady Jarrett because I have been Grady Jarrett. Some of our career mirrors one another. When you're the guy on the D-line and you don't have the guys around you and you get, this, like he said, mm-hmm. another different year, 
different year, same old ish. But the difference, I will say that I hope this organization can figure out eventually Dan Reeves and the guys who are our coaches, they feel guys around me that were good. Travis Hall, Shane Jeanette, Dan Owens, Lester Archambault. I eventually got a gang of guys, and Grady Jarrett has never gotten that. And, you know, if I'm Grady Jarrett, because at that time before those things happened to me that really helped my career, there were times where I absolutely would have loved to go to the Niners or would have loved to go to the Cowboys. And if you're Grady Jarrett, there's no way in your mind that you cannot be looking at these other guys that are your peers and feeling, wow, am I going to get me another opportunity? Mm-hmm. And looking at the other side, not so so bad. I mean, he's got a big contract. He's probably not going anywhere. But if I'm Grady Jarrett, I, I would be interested in moving on to another team if, because what, what's going to happen in the next two years, Mike? Guy, right? Are we, are we going? Is he going to be the Bengals? Are we going? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel, I feel for young Grady, you know, in this situation, and any of the veteran guys that are in this situation. Now we've gone from worst to first in this division before, but I, I feel you on that. That's why last year I said I wasn't sure that Grady fit the three four, and I said let him go to a team where he can make money and have success. And I wasn't trying to get rid of him because he's the best player who brings it. And he sets the work ethic. So when yeah. Grady finally throws his hands up and says same blank different year, we all feel it. But you're right. Imagine Chuck if you had if we had a time machine. And you got Grady playing with Rod Coleman and Patrick Kearney and John Abraham. Yeah. And then you're, now you're yeah. the 49ers. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's so true. And let me tell you the hardest part for in that situation when you don't have those guys that come with you, because, again, I, I understand, is that your greatness and who you really are and your accomplishments will never be recognized. And they'll just never be recognized. So as good as we know Grady is and the national people out there say, man, Grady Jarrett, he's a good player. Well, Grady is actually a great player. But when you're on a team that no one covers, and I mean, listen, I watch all the talk shows. I listen to all the talk, you know, I watch the TV shows. And listen, the Falcons, I can't remember the last time I've heard on the national show outside of them talk about the conference. They don't even talk about the teams. They talk about the, the, the lack of success in the conference. It's really frustrating. And that's one of the things, like, even looking like with the Pro Bowl this year. Man, I was a five-time Pro Bowl alternate. But if I was with the Cowboys, I would have been a five-time Pro Bowler. But just like Grady, when you're on a team that's not winning, people evaluate you a lot of times with the team. So everybody gets bunched in together, even though Grady's been superb. He's been balling. And for them, you know, him not to be recognized, it's just part of being right now in an organization that doesn't have the national respect because the product on the field in the last five years has it warranted that. And Grady's just a victim of being a part of a, a team that's not winning. Man, you could uh, Grady could have a conversation with like Mike Ken or Tommy Novus <laughs> in that regard, couldn't he? Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, here are some of the yeah. best edge and D-line prospects you're seeing in the draft who maybe the Falcons could, could get and enhance this uh, situation. Oh, I think, I mean, I like, obviously, Will Anderson. He's going to probably be in the top three. But the guy that I've been pointing, I love Miles Murphy, kid out of Clemson. I think the Falcons, you know, go to some, you know, he can play in. He's more of an edge guy. I I really like him. There's some really good ones out there. I mean, to me, this year, those two stand out. There's a few other ones out there. But, you know, part of what you're seeing, though, the, the, to me, it's misleading. When you look at some of the first-rounders over the last few years, even, you know, the guys who go high, 
and don't necessarily have the success, you know, it's those guys, it's the development phase too. You got to find the right, the right people. You know, when you look at some of the guys around the league, a good example is Max Crosby. I think Max was a third, fourth round pick. Um, that that's one that stands out. Even up in Detroit, guy we've talked about a couple of times. We've talked about Mike, my guy that I love. I, t- I actually mentioned to the Falcons to try to get him late, and talking about James Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, up in Detroit, he has five sacks right now. He's got his, you know, and he's a rookie. So you got to find the right guys. They're not always the high picks. Right. Guys, so it's, it's going to be a tough one. I, I wouldn't bank on saying, hey, if we get this guy, he's going to get us 10 right off the bat. But to me, again, for the Falcons, if there's a best available for those guys and he's that guy, but I wouldn't overreach. But I definitely know I'd love to see if maybe you can sneak up and get Will Anderson or the guy from Georgia, which probably won't happen. Right. But I like uh, Miles Murphy, kid from Clemson, right out from this Atlanta area would be a perfect fit for the Falcons in, in a way too early conversation. Right, right. But that's the guy that my thought. And it goes back to, I think we talked about this a few months ago, Chuck, is a uh, big Chuck Smith joins us guys on the waitfor.com hotline. He will have it broken down seven ways this Sunday, pre-draft, a combine, everything Chuck knows, pass yep. rush, he teaches these guys. But it is not a robust free agency market unless you consider uh, being interested in the one that Carl always likes to make fun of from New Orleans. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. boy. So, uh, what's his name? I just went brain dead on it. The uh, draft pick from uh, New Orleans. They, they mortgaged their Davenport. future. Davenport. Yeah, Marcus Davenport. Davenport. Marcus, Marcus Davenport, Davenport and Jadavion Clowney are the one and two edge rushers in next year's free agency. So, that's crap. So, if we're going to improve uh, the draft, I mean, we have to do it through the draft. We're going to have to get it off the tree, Chuck, not out of the barrel. And you said it, Lorenzo Carter, he is a guy that looks like Tarzan but just doesn't play consistently. And we have it. I thought, you know, Epicady at some point would really take – some more traction and, and really blow up. But our guys, I think if we, if when you go second round, sometimes you don't always get it. Now, again, you just touched on it. Grady was a fifth round draft pick and you can do an entire show about all the busts in the first and second round we took on defense the last couple of years. So can Fontenot find us the beast edge rusher? Do you believe this scouting department can get that guy? Oh, I definitely think so. But I'm, I'm big on this as well. In the evolution of the NFL game, a lot of these guys are being developed. So you're not just going to always get a plug and play. Mm. My great challenge is for the Falcons uh, coaching staff, the assistant coaches. I'd like to see these players learn using moves, man. I can look at them and tell, you know, there's a deficiency to me in some of the, the development of the pass rushers. I don't, I've never seen a guy, I've seen Ogan Daisy do a spin move, not Ogan Daisy, I've seen Evan Katie do a spin move this year one time. Wow. But guess what? I know he can do it. But is it being developed? Right. Lorenzo Carter, he used a long arm rip last time. And he got a sack. But to me, the Falcons, uh, it's to me, it, the most important person with this young group that they have is the assistant, is going to be the whoever's the head of the pass rush development. And in this new era, this can't just be, it, it's got to be something that's really important. The coach has to know how to teach signature moves. The days of just bull rushing and not running guys are gone. So many incredible rushers that are using signature moves. And when I evaluate most of the teams that get sacks and the guys that I deal with, they use moves. They're using skills. They're using multiple techniques. And to me, for Eber Katie and to me, from that, and Grady to continue his development, because you can always get better. But to me, Eber Katie and Malone, this offseason is all about the assistant coaches and their development, because I need to see more because they're underdeveloped right now from a move standpoint, and that starts with the coaching staff. 
All right, can't well, you just, by the way, guys in the text line, can't Chuck just can't you go get hired by the Falcons on this staff? I mean, they got to raise raise your salary because obviously you make a lot of money doing what you're doing right like now, it. not to get in your pocket. Yeah. But everybody, every time you come you know, on, Chuck, everybody wants to know why don't you just go up to Flowery Ranch and, and bang some heads together? Well, first and foremost, you know they have coaches, and that's their responsibility. I'm, I'm always here to help. I do I do get a chance to work with. I have 32 teams I have players on, and I work with 17 coaches on different staffs as far as my system. But there's one team that, you know, I'm really not as much interested in working with is my local team because I'm a fan and I'm a former player, as well as I talk about the Falcons. Sometimes good, sometimes it's bad. So to me, it's not a really a good fit, in my opinion, from, you know, from my personal life, as well as, you know, we're on the radio I just talked about their assistant, <laughs> D-line, their assistant coaches. They're like, yeah, come on up, Chuck, and let's, let's hang out, you know. So I want to be at always, too, Mike mm. and um, Rob, I always want to be able to be able to be the voice of honesty and fairness for the Falcons. When they're doing good, I'm going to tell them good, but I always want to make sure that I talk about how to improve the situation, and that's what I gave, just gave you. And I think the, the eye in the sky, you know, doesn't lie. And so that's, that's why, man, I'm – I'm always going to be a, a voice for the Falcon fan, the supporter, as well as help develop the guys off the field. So hopefully I'll get a couple of those guys. They'll come back and uh, get, get to work And because um, that's the next wave also, too. The people in my position of trainers, I'm with the players probably more than their coaches are and have closer relationships. So in the new era, people like me have a seat at the table. I have a seat at the table with all the pass rushers, you know, that a lot of the ones we talk about. So I'm able to have an impact and help teams by not necessarily being a part of a staff because we are at the table now. We're, it's just, it's a, the trainers in America have, we start these guys in middle school and I take them all the way up till they retire. So this is the best fit for me. All right, Chuck, uh, quickly, about uh, 30 seconds left. First year I covered you guys, okay. 96. You started off the year 0-8, and, and I was up there almost every day in Sewanee. <laughs> and the looks on your guys' faces, it's tough to come into work when you're out of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, unless you're a pass rusher and you're trying to get double-digit sacks. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, it, it is hard because in that room, everybody's not always rowing in the same direction. You learn a lot about yourself in this top, this kind of situation. And especially for, for me personally, I hated it, man. Being from Athens, being a guy from Georgia, I just wanted the fans to feel success so bad. And I know a lot of those guys in there that, especially like a Grady or a Lorenzo Carter, guys that are from here, it's like you're not only playing for the fans, you're playing for your family because you can always be here. This is where you live. So I think that made it harder when you would come in there, Rob, when guys mm-hmm. like me be like, yo, man, I'm not living in Miami in offseason. I'm in Atlanta. And so I care about the Falcons. So I, hopefully, man, these guys will finish strong, and I believe they will give their best. Well, dude, I really appreciate your time. Today. Lots of good information, as always. That's why you're in our roller decks, brother. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank appreciate you, Chucky. It. All right, man. We'll talk to Chuck on Friday, preview the uh, national semifinal game as well. By the way, NFL and CBS uh, stats, Falcons 37 sacks, 18 last year, 19 this year. It's the fewest sacks in the NFL by a long shot. The Raiders are the next closest with 60. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 